Last weekend, the Blue Jackets played on maybe the biggest stage that they've played on in a while, and unfortunately, they forgot their lines, they tripped over, and just generally uh, embarrassed themselves a little bit. And we've got to talk about that, we've got some lineup news, and uh, we've also got a mailbag segment, so that's all coming up today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here in my regular... uh, bedroom slash office uh, to bring you yet another episode of Locked on Blue Jackets where we talk about losing uh, because the Blue Jackets finished October badly and then decided they were going to start November off even worse as they went to Finland to do the global series and uh, just didn't do very well. So today we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what's got to change in this team. Uh, They've got a couple of call-ups, a couple of send-downs, and of course, uh, the Monday mailbag, despite the fact that it is Tuesday today, because I forgot how time zones worked and days, but uh, before you get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day, every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms, and also over on YouTube, so uh, if you haven't hit subscribe over there, then uh, feel free to do so, Uh, like the video, subscribe. Uh, leave a comment. Uh, it all helps me out. Uh, if you subscribe, it helps you out. And uh, it's win-win. And everyone loves a win-win situation, except, I guess, the Blue Jackets, as they uh, lose and lose in both games against the Colorado Avalanche um, in just... I don't know what I expected, frankly. Uh, it was about this. Um, I did think that maybe the return of Nick Blankenberg would help, but I guess not. Uh, the Blue Jackets lost. 6-3 to three against the Avalanche in Friday's game, and then they lost again 5-1 to one in Saturday's game. Uh, their losing streak has now hit five games. Not as many losing uh, games in a row as the Pittsburgh Penguins, so, you know, we can hold on to that as a, a small uh, beacon of, of smugness. But for the most part, it's just not looking good. For the Blue Jackets at the minute, they are, I believe, at the very bottom of the league. And uh, it doesn't look like they're going to get any better. They are, yes, currently uh, have the lowest point percentage of any other team. Uh, They are down at the bottom of the league with St. Louis. And uh, honestly, even the Sharks, who are actively trying to tank, are doing better. So it's just overall not looking super great for Columbus in terms of, well, anything. Um, Friday's game was probably the better of the two games. Um, it was really good to see Jake Voracek get a goal. Uh, the Avalanche went up 3-0. Uh, Blue Jackets managed to bring it back, tie it at 3, and then uh, after that, it all went a bit pear-shaped. Uh, the Blue Jackets allowed three more goals in the third period uh, in kind of two in quick succession, Uh one power play goal from Mika Rantanen, a goal from Kyle McCarr, his first of the season, because the Blue Jackets, again, love to allow the first goal of the season to basically anyone. Um, and then Rantanen completes the hat-trick with the empty netter. Um, 
good things about the game because there were some. Uh, there was more good things about this game than there were about the first game, uh, the second game that they played. Excuse me. Like I said, really great to see Voracek get a goal, a uh, power play goal as well. Uh, Patrick Laine had a good night. I thought he had two points and assist and a goal. Uh, his it's only his second of the season, which feels bizarre to say, um, but it's only his like fifth game of the season, I think. So you know, hopefully this is the start of kind of trending upwards for him. Um, I don't think he's a hundred percent back from his. Uh, elbow injury yet i think he was supposed to be out three to four weeks and he came back after two presumably to go to finland which i understand but i do wonder um is he 100 percent? probably not um really good to see the power play get a goal uh they got a goal a power play goal in the second game as well which i believe was their only goal of that game uh Igor Chinikov. Uh, no, excuse me. I don't know why I said Igor Shinikov. Uh, Boone Jenner with a power play goal. I still think it was Wierenski's goal, but I guess the NHL knows better than me, despite the fact that they still refuse to count the Jake Bean power play goal. Um, but just overall, bad. Allowing 11 goals in two games. Um, Jonas Kopisala saw his first action of the season, and I don't think he struggled, uh, but he, I think could probably have had an easier first game back. Uh, five goals on 45 shots, so not quite a 900 save percentage, but uh, I think he might be leading all Blue Jackets goalies in uh, in save percentage at the minute, which is fine and normal and exactly what we all expected. Um, he has an 8-8-9 an eight, eight, after one game. Uh, Elvis is still sitting on an 8-6-3. Tarasov at an 8-9-3. We're going to talk about Tarasov in uh, in a little bit. But I just, this team, I don't I don't get it. Um, and I've spent like the last three days trying to figure out what's wrong. You know, is it coaching? Is it lineup? Is it that players are going cold? Is it the goaltending? You know, like they've had struggles before, but it hasn't felt like this um i think goaltending is a big part of it and um, we're going to talk about goaltending in uh, tomorrow's episode i think because something's you know when we talked to kat silverman uh, a couple of weeks ago she was very positive that things would start trending upwards that hasn't happened yet and i am starting to get a little bit worried um especially about elvis and um, i think it's great that club is back i think it's great that he got that game in finland um, and he did, I think, as well as can be expected, honestly, um, the Colorado Avalanche needs to get their game back in, needs to get their season back on track. And they did that in pretty convincing fashion. Um, they had, like I said, 45 shots on goal. Um, the power play for the Avs is still, like, ridiculous. Um, they scored two power play goals on Friday. They didn't get a power play goal on Saturday, which surprised me. Uh, the Blue Jackets penalty kill was, again, maybe a, a bright spot in a sea of not very good. Yeah, they still have a power play percentage of 38.2%, which is bonkers. Um, the Blue Jackets have dropped to 15th in the league. Um, they're sitting at 79%. The penalty kill, the power play for the Blue Jackets, I assume, is still league worst. Uh, yeah, but they're sitting on 6% now instead of zero. So, hey, there's, there's that... Just overall, kind of a disappointing weekend. And I think Patrick Ayane kind of summed it up when he was like, listen, it feels like it was a waste of time for us to come out here. This sucked. Um, this is embarrassing. You know, I don't know that he's used the word embarrassing, but I think everyone was thinking it. Um, and he's he's not wrong. Like, it was an incredibly frustrating 
way to it was it was an incredibly frustrating series to watch. Um, I expected better from the Blue Jackets. I think they expected better. I think Finland expected better. Um, but sometimes you play the defending Stanley Cup champions, and they show you why they're still a powerhouse in this league. Um, Blue Jackets' next game is against Philadelphia, who are suspiciously uh, performing quite well. And I keep waiting for them to fall off a cliff, and they just don't seem to be doing it. Um, Philadelphia, they play them twice in the next week. Uh, We're going to do a a game preview with Russ and Rachel over at Locked on Flyers. But uh, the Flyers are currently 6-3-2, which is, again suspicious um and the cutter heart is 602 at the minute hasn't lost in regulation yet goals against average of under two and a safe percentage of nearly 9.5 so i think that's a big part of why the the flyers are succeeding right now um and if the blue jacks have to get a goaltending duel with them then i don't know that they can do that so who knows um in a minute, we're going to talk a little bit about the lineup changes uh, because there have been a couple that happened uh, over the weekend and also late last night for me anyway. Um, so that's coming up in just a minute. But first, I've got to tell you all about Bet Online because it is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball, uh, soccer, esports. They've got it all at betonline.net and they've got podcasts as well. So you can find them there. They are the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. If you want to put money on the Blue Jackets winning the draft lottery, it's looking more and more likely. So that might be a bet that uh, you could make some money on. So head to the website today on your laptop or your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline is where the game starts and thanks for making Locked On Blue Jackets your first listen today. So go ahead and make your second listen, Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. And... Uh... Let's talk about the lineup choices because nothing is particularly surprising, I don't think. Um, but I think it could be it could be good for this team. Um, they send uh, David Juracek and Neil Tarasov back to the Monsters. I think that's good news for the Monsters, who have been again pretty good this season. Uh, I think they're sitting five and five on the season. They lost a game to the Chicago Wolves and then won another game against the Chicago Wolves. Uh, Emil Bemstrom is still their leading point scorer. Um, for net, well, he was anyway. Uh, they've called him up to the Blue Jackets. Um, we're going to talk about that in a minute, but first, I want to talk about Juracek, who I think did pretty well, uh, in his kind of limited game time action, um, for the Blue Jackets this season. He, I think, only got into a couple of games, he didn't play in Finland, but I, I liked his game. Um, it's frustrating that he's been sent back down, but I would rather have, uh, like, like I've been saying all season, I would rather have him having top-line minutes in the AHL than sitting on the bench in the NHL because the Blue Jackets feel like they have to play Eric Branson because they're paying him a bajillion dollars to do not much at all. Um, the other good news is Daniel Tarasov going back down. Um, I think it's... And this is something we talked about with, with Kat Selfman as well, is keeping him in the NHL, I think, is probably only going to do bad things for his development. I thought he was fine. Um, you know, for a rookie 
goaltender that got kind of thrust into this position. Um, I thought he played really well in some games. I thought he was only okay in others. Um, sending him back to the AHL, I think, is probably good news um, for him and also for the Monsters. Uh, it'll ease up on Jet Greaves as well, who um, I think has been doing admirably of holding an admirable job of holding down the fort while Terrasal has been up. Um, and also importantly, it means that Jonas Corposalo is ready for game action. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Jonas Corposalo start against the Flyers. Um, he has missed a bunch of time. And quite frankly, I think I trust him more than I trust Elvis right now, which is a weird thing to say, but I'm not like at this point, I think I'm not writing Elvis off. And this this is the thing. I feel like there are a lot of people who are like, man, Elvis sucks. He's a bust. We've signed him to a million a million year long contract for a million, like seven million dollars or whatever it is. I think it's five five point two five for the next five seasons, including this one. Um, and I still think that he could reach that potential. But right now, clearly he's he's swimming. He is he is really lost out there. And I don't know whether I'm still I'm still undecided whether it's better to sit him for a couple of games. Or let him play through it. Um, the thing is, Blue Jackets have about two weeks to figure it out. Um, if they're still sitting at the bottom of the standings by Thanksgiving, then it's very, very unlikely that they'll crawl back up to the playoffs. And frankly, at this point, I think the damage has been done. Um, I think the Blue Jackets can improve. But if you're out of the playoffs by Thanksgiving, then it's very, very unlikely that you'll make them. Um, I think it's like a 20% chance or something. Um, and right now, the Blue Jackets are just not looking like a team that even if they do make the playoffs, they're not going to do anything with it. Like, I know that everyone always talks about that season that St. Louis had where they were at the bottom of the standings at Thanksgiving and then just lit themselves on fire, ended up winning the cup. But that's not... I don't think the Blue Jackets can do that, frankly. Um, so if they have to suck this season to get a good draft pick and you know, take take this season to, I guess, again, maybe sell high on some guys. Um, I know there's chatter about Jonas Corposalo maybe getting flipped to the Leafs at the deadline. Um, why not? If you get a first-round pick from Kyle Dubas, then you might as well. Um, but for the most part, at this point, I'm like, it is what it is. Um, I think getting Corposalo back is a good thing. Maybe it'll take some of the pressure off of Elvis. Um, and then we'll, like I said, we'll see how things go. Maybe they'll surprise us. Maybe they'll use this as a jumping off point. Um, I bet it was a real quiet flight back to, uh, back to Columbus from Finland. But at this point, my expectations for this team are very, very low. Um, the other, the other thing though, is, uh, Emil Bemstrom has been called up to the Blue Jackets. This was, I think, late last night, or late for me anyway, probably, you know, the evening-ish for you guys, but I don't hate this. Um, um, I believe it was a uh, friend of the show and loyal listener, uh, Debbie nicking Uh Again, I apologize if I have butchered your name. Uh, I really think that Marchenko and Maya should have been called up, to be honest. Um, I don't disagree and i talked about this um a little bit on twitter which is um calling up mill bemstrom is not going to magically make this team good again but if you can put him into the top nine maybe even the top six might kickstart the offense just enough to get things moving in the right direction um they're playing philadelphia on thursday if you can get you know a goal or two out of Emil bemstrom and maybe show the depth guys that they're 
place in the lineup. And even the top six guys that they're placing in the top six is not to be taken for granted. Like it could, like I said, it could kickstart something. I don't think that Emil Bemstrom is the missing piece that's going to suddenly make this team good. But if he can mix things up, if he can come in and um, show the team that he can step in, um, then I'm I'm okay with that. I don't, I, I, I agree that I would rather see, especially Kira Marchenko. Um, I think he's showing real flashes of brilliance um, down in the AHL. He's the second on the team in points. I think Maya is third. The problem is I think those two guys are still young enough and early enough in that. Well, not young enough. I think they're both older than, than Bemstrom, but I think they are still new enough to being professional, especially Marchenko, that it's more detrimental to put them in the NHL, put them on a bad team than it is to take Bemstrom, who for better or worse has already hit a point in his development where I don't think the Blue Jackets can necessarily make him worse. I think he can only get better from here. Um, whereas I think Marchenko, there is that worry of you throw him into the NHL on a bad team. Maybe he succeeds, but maybe he his confidence just goes. And I think Bemstrom, I don't think, is ever going to be a bona fide top six forward for this team. I think Marchenko very well could be if you develop him properly. And I think that's something that I've been thinking about is I would love to see Marchenko, but he's kind of in that Eurocheck spot of I'd way rather see him getting a million minutes on that top line in the AHL than see him getting like eight minutes in the NHL because he ends up on the third or fourth line and that's just not where his skill set is. So would I like to see Marchenko in the NHL? Yes, absolutely. I'd, I'd like to see Maya there as well. Um, I think I could see a case for calling up Maya over Marchenko even because he has already proved that he can fit into that bottom six and be effective. But I think they want the goal scoring that Bemstrom can potentially provide. Um, he, like I said, he's got seven goals and set in 10 games so far this season, 14 points overall. Maybe he comes in and surprises. Um, and if he doesn't, then they've tried. They can send him back down. That, that's what I feel like might happen. Is I think we might see a little bit of uh, musical chairs for the bottom six at the minute. I could see them call him up for a couple of games, see what happens, send him down. Call up Marchenko, send him down. Call up Maya, send him down. Like at this point, they're just going to throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. So I don't think this will be the first, or I don't think this will be the last call up that we see in the month of November. Um, obviously this is not counting injuries, things like that, you know, knock on wood that, that everything is fine. But I don't think that this is, this is not them being like, you know what will fix us? Emil Bemstrom will fix us. It's, them trying something new. And at this point, like, hey, try whatever you want because it can't get worse from here. Um, hopefully he he plays well in Philadelphia. I really do. Uh, I like Bemstrom a lot. I like Bemstrom more than I think some other Blue Jackets uh, media members and or podcasts. Uh, but I don't think he's going to be the savior of this team by any stretch of the imagination. Um, in a minute, we're going to talk uh, a little bit more about some of the problems that the Blue Jackets are facing. Uh, we've got a couple of really good mailbag questions that I want to get into. But first, I've got to tell you about Simply Safe. Uh, because over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package theft spike nationally. And so our friends over at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award winning security system so that you can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. 
Um, SimpliSafe is a really great system. They've got crystal clear HD live stream of every security camera. So you can have cameras in every room. Uh, you can have alarms on every door, every window. You can have it inside the house, outside the house. They've got high-tech sensors. Uh, they've got 24-7 monitoring and tech support staff that are there to help you. And it was named the best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report for the third year in a row. In an emergency, they've got 24-7 professional monitoring agents who use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and they can verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response and it means you don't get bothered if there's like a fox hanging out in your yard or a turkey or a deer. Can you tell I've just spent three weeks in the countryside and uh, all of these things have wandered by the house uh, that I was staying in. So Simply Safe does not bother you with those. They do bother you with uh, advanced sensors for smart ways to detect motion uh, and hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that this network recommends. You can get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash NHL today. This is the biggest account discount of the year, so don't wait. That is simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So, uh, some really good questions from uh, people, uh, because at this point, what what else do you do? You do? Um, Sad Girl Hours, friend of the show, um, do we reach a point where it's going to be better for our young guys, like Ken Johnson specifically, maybe, to get sent down and join the Monsters to continue to develop there instead of losing here? My answer to this is kind of yes and no. Um, I think Ken Johnson has proved that he can stick in the NHL and I think he makes this team better. And I think the only way through this is for the Blue Jackets to start utilizing their young guys instead of just playing veterans because they've been here for years or because they earn a lot of money. Um, I think Ken Johnson has been a real bright spot of this season so far. Um, like I said, I haven't, uh, I haven't, checked the the updated fancy stats um recently but he for a long time was the only guy on the team that played more than four games that had a positive course differential um i think sending him down will be good for him specifically i think him getting a million minutes in the nhl is not is never going to be a bad thing especially for a guy that's young as he is but i think he's one of the players that this team is going to have to use to to get through this slump that they're in. I think they're going to have to lean on guys like Goudreau, Line, obviously, but guys like Sillinger, who has his ice time has plummeted this season. Um, guys like Johnson, who is still not getting as much ice time as I think he should. They're going to have to lean on these guys to figure out how to get through. And I think would it be better for his development? Yeah, potentially. But I think in the long run, they might as well keep him up here. Um, because, like I said, for better or worse, he's been one of their better, he's been one of their better players. Um, and I think sending him down, I think, might be a knock to his confidence at this point. Especially, you know, when you look at who will be staying up in his stead. So I don't know. I I want Ken Johnson to succeed. I think he probably will succeed more personally in the NHL, but I want to see him in the NHL at this point. Um, that being said, I see why they sent guys like Juracek down um, because, he, and again, they've kept guys like Marchenko down, like I was talking about in the in the last segment. 
it's better to develop in the monsters than it is to lose on the Blue Jackets at this point. Um, I just don't think that that's true for Ken Johnson specifically. Um, another question uh, from from Morgan Bennett is, um, can I break down what our defense is, uh, what's happening in the zone, uh, who's supposed to be where? Um, honestly, yes, this is a really good question, actually. It's something that I want to spend a lot more time on than just this one segment. Um, but the the fact of the matter is the Blue Jackets are allowing a lot of high danger chances. Um, and this is because of, I mean, there's a bunch of reasons. Um, some of them are the defense isn't fast enough to get back. Um, you know, players like Gavrikov, who's never been the fastest skater in the world, if he gets caught down low, he's not going to make it back in time. Same with Branson, um, who has kind of been playing a little bit more offensively minded than I think necessarily suits his skill set, but it is what it is. Um, guys like uh, Blankenberg and Wierenski, they are fast. They can get back in time. That's why I don't necessarily have a problem with them pinching. Um, I think the first goal in the Saturday game was a case of Wierenski got caught up high, couldn't get back in time, and Blankenberg did his best. But at the end of the day, if you're facing a 2-on-1 and one of those players is Nate McKinnon, like that felt like, again, a little bit of a welcome to the NHL moment for Nick Blankenberg. Um, so different players are having different struggles. I think Wierenski is doing fine. Um, I don't really have any problems with Wierenski. Uh, Nick Blankenberg, again, I don't have any problems with. He's having a couple of, like I said, welcome to the NHL moments, a couple of moments where he's going to make mistakes because he's young and because this is his like 20th NHL game or something like that. Um, and then sometimes you just blow coverage. Um, and again, also, I think the fact is it's not solely on the defense. I think the goaltending has been struggling. Um, regardless of whether it's been Elvis, regardless of Tarasov, Corpusalo, I think all three goalies have had really great moments. Some of them have had good games, some of them have had good periods, you know. But if the defense is if the defense is struggling, then the goalies have to be able to make a save, and vice versa. If the goalies are struggling, the defense has to be able to be there to limit those high danger shot chances that the Blue Jackets are just giving up left, right, and center right now. Um, so I, I'm going to spend a little bit more time on this um, in tomorrow's episode because I really do want to go back and look at some specific goals and give like a and, and break down what's happening in the defensive zone at the minute. But for the most part, it's that the Blue Jackets are just kind of letting people wander directly in front of the net. Um, I don't have the, the charts at hand right now, but uh, Micah McCurdy at Ineffective Math has some really great visuals for this that I will try to uh, find for tomorrow's episode, and that's what we'll talk about tomorrow, um, is why is the defense so bad, specifically. Um, so yeah, a couple of very good questions there, um, things that we're probably going to talk about in more detail, but especially that second one, um, and we're going to try and look at who's struggling the most, where they're struggling, and uh, how potentially they can make things better. Um, that's going to be tomorrow's episode. Um, thank you for listening to this episode. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find this podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. Uh, if you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and also over on YouTube. Uh, I am super close to a new mile, another milestone over on YouTube. So if you want to uh, hit subscribe, then I would super appreciate it. Now that you've made Locked on Blue Jackets your first listen of the day, for your next listen of the day, check out Locked on Sports today. They've got the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. 
available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Wherever you can find Locked on Blue Jacket, you can find Locked on Sports today. Thank you once again for listening. Uh, I'll see you all tomorrow for a more nuanced take on uh, what exactly is going wrong with the defense. But until then, make sure you stay locked on.